0: This morning was amazing, wasn't it? And I, I'm going to revisit perhaps one or two things that Andy spoke about this morning, but, but keep with me because I'm probably going to go off in slightly different directions. There's a lot that we can say about growing in the prophetic gift. There's so much we could say. And I'm going to try and get out there as much as I can um, because I feel the vital thing about the whole of today but especially about now, is it's what you do with what you hear and you receive today. It's like today is the start of a process for everybody uh, or a continuation of the process. We are all growing in our gifts, aren't we? Uh, and I would strongly recommend, you'll, need, you'll probably need a notebook or a piece of paper if you possibly can because there are things that I'd love you to note down. Um, Please take a few notes. You don't have to take extensive notes, but just things, something will trigger and mean something to you. You'll hear the Holy Spirit kind of go, I want you to write that down and do something with it. You won't possibly be able to necessarily start doing um, something with everything I say, but there may be one, two, three, four things where you think, I really need to do something with that. And if you don't write it down, what happens? You forget it and you. Don't you then? The Holy Spirit speaks to you six months' time about the same thing, and you think, I didn't do anything with it. And you wonder why you're not growing as quickly as you want to. So let's pray. Father, we come to you right now, and I just pray let expectation and hunger rise up in our hearts for you. Holy Spirit, just bubble those things. I pray this afternoon you'd shake us, you'd stir us, you'd inspire us. You'd come and you'd be here. You'd speak. You would be like a mighty catalyst on the inside of us that uh, inspires us to step forward into new things and to grow in this next 12 months more than we've ever grown before. Just say, Holy Spirit, come, and I pray that you just help me to release the things that are really important this afternoon in the time that we have. And we just give you this time, Holy Spirit. Do whatever you want to do on the inside of us, in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, I just wanted to say that uh, Sandra said, uh, "I'm Joe McCulloch from Horsham." Um, and this is my husband, long-suffering husband, Paul, here. We've been married for nearly 34 years, have we? Yep, yay. <laughs> um, and uh, we have two adult children uh, who are back down in Horsham. One of them's in the process of training to be a doctor and the other one's just about to go to university, having been working for a number of years. So they're both at an exciting point in life And we love them very much. And we love to see them growing in God as well. And uh, Paul is forever there with me. Otherwise, I'd never be able to get up here and do what I do, so thanks. Um, I want you to turn to your neighbor just for a minute, and I want you to tell them how you wanna grow in your gift. What is it that you wanna grow in in this next 12 months? And you've got about a minute, so. Get going now. Okay, I don't know whether that was quite a minute. I thought I had a minute thing or a second hand on here, but I don't. You can uh, mull on that and think about that and maybe you'll get some inspiration, more inspiration as we go through this session. I expect you would love, like we all do, an ABC of how to grow like formula. If I do this and I do that and I do the other, then I'll grow. I know that at times I, I would, love, would have loved that and uh, would still love that. But I've realized that growing in the prophetic is a massive journey. We go on a big journey and we can be on the mountaintops and encounter God, and have these amazing things. We can hear the voice of God so clearly that we think it's gonna be like that always. And we hope it's gonna be like that always. But we can also go through things like Andy was talking about this morning, when things get tough, and we can't quite hear the voice of God quite the same as we used to. And we can experience everything in between, can't we, on this journey. And it is about going on a journey with God. He never gives us an ABC because he knows that if he did that, we'd just do the ABC and we would forget him. So he wants to enter into the journey with us as we grow and as we move forward in the Holy Spirit. And it's a great adventure, let me tell you. It's a great adventure and I absolutely love it, even when it gets tough. Although (laughs) Paul would say he has to... Talk me into it sometimes when I feel like giving up. Paul wrote to Timothy, and we read in 2 Timothy uh, 1.6. Paul knew that Timothy had a strong faith and uh, that he had a good history. And he said to him, for this reason, I remind you, he had to remind Timothy, to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. And we do, don't we? We receive spiritual gifts from God. they're supernatural gifts, and they can be imparted to us by the laying on of hands. That might have happened to you. That might have not. That might not have done. You can have an impartation by the laying on of hands as you grow in your gift. Many times that can happen. It doesn't matter whether it hasn't happened or it has. But it does happen. And we get imparted into our lives. We can be at a conference, and an amazing prophet can impart something like uh, of their what they are into our lives but it comes to us in seed form doesn't it we don't suddenly become exactly like that big prophet that would be great wouldn't it if we could do that i'd love that but it doesn't work like that we receive a seed and then we need to go on a, a journey with what god has put on the inside of us and the gift can remain dormant if we don't go on the journey be great just fill me holy spirit give me 20 prophetic words that would be great. I mean, sometimes that happens, doesn't it? But we actually have to go on a journey. And interestingly, the verse that follows verse six is verse seven. Is that a surprise? But what uh, t- uh, Paul said to Timothy is, for God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. I think, just like Andy was saying this morning, that Paul understood in order in order to move forward and fan into flame what's in the inside of us, we have to overcome fear, time and time and time again to do what God's called us to grow, to, to do, and for our gifts to grow. We love it, don't we? We take the small steps, we start stepping out. There's a thrill in the prophetic. It's just exciting, isn't it? When you prophesy over somebody, there's nothing like it and then you discover, wow, God, you showed me something and it's really impacted that person. It's really meant something to that person. It's wonderful when that happens. We get excited about it. We get excited about recognizing his voice and, and knowing him and moving from where we are and growing and all the rest of it. But we do get to a, a place too where we realize it's not just something we do it's something we become. And I think that's important as we grow. You know, God's placed you to be a person of influence wherever He's placed you. So, yes, you can be a, a voice. You can be a prophetic influence in your church. But you can be a prophetic influence in your workplace, with your neighbors, in your streets, just whenever you're out and about. You can be and influence. Whoever you are is part of the message that you bring. And God has called you to make a real difference. And that's exciting, isn't it? God has called each one of us to to make a real difference wherever he's put us. We're carriers of the kingdom. And our lives are carriers of those messages. And we become part of the message. You are a message. You are a blessing. You are a gift. The, the person that you are is not just about being prophetic. The person that you are is a prophetic voice. It's an influence into the situation where you are. And people will be blessed and will be encouraged and the atmosphere will be changed because you are a carrier of the kingdom. When you walk into the room, something should change even before you open your mouth. And it gets even more when you open your mouth because you bring that message that God's put on the inside of you. So people will be changed. They'll be influenced and they'll be encouraged by who you are. So in this process of growing, I just thought it might be helpful from time to time as I speak to let you in on a few snapshots of of my journey and draw out some things that have helped me to grow. Um, And hopefully that will inspire you, help you, But there's a huge caveat that goes with that. I'm still on a massive journey. I'm still on a massive journey, and I always will be learning. We always will be learning. In fact, that's a great key to growing, isn't it? To actually have the attitude, I'm always learning. I'm on a journey. I haven't made it. And I don't want any of you to think that I have... Nailed this, I got it all right, and everything's going for me. It's tough, and it's hard sometimes. And we have to grow together and encourage one another. You know, the journey is as important as the destination. So enjoy the journey that God's taking you on at the moment. Recently, um, I was given a prophecy which really encouraged me, and it really resonated uh, with me. And it was about uh, the lady that, that started to speak to me, she, uh, she said, this is about being by the sea. Are you just about to go on holiday? And I said, no, but I've just been on holiday with my husband by the sea for a week. So my ears pricked up at that point because she'd obviously got this sense of us being, being by the sea. Um, and she, she spoke about the sound of the sea being like a whisper. And it was like God's voice calling to me. And it was about me really tuning in and hearing that voice. She went on to say that hearing and tuning in to this whisper, this still small voice of God, was connected to the influence that my voice would have. And it, was all, it all happened quite quickly in a meeting and I was like, wow, I love that. There's something about that. And then of course you get on with your day, don't you, and get on with the next thing. But then that night, or just the following morning, just before I woke up, I had a dream. And in the dream, I was, I was kind of between waking and sleeping, uh, sleeping and waking. You know that time when sometimes God speaks to you and you, you get something really clearly? And I had this real sense that I was underwater in the sea um, and I was swimming, but I also weirdly felt like I was in a restricted place. I could breathe and move freely, I wasn't gasping for breath or anything like that, it wasn't a horrible dream like that. I was moving around, I was, I was kind of, but I wasn't really getting anywhere. Um, and I just suddenly, before I woke up, in the few seconds before I woke up, I felt suddenly that I moved into this massive, expansive place of freedom, and then I woke up. And because it was just before I woke up, I was like, wow, that's really, really powerful. And I said, God, what are you saying to me? That prophecy and that dream, one day following the next, there's something really important about this. And so I started to think about it. And when I woke up properly, I remembered the dream and I I remembered the prophetic word that I'd had. And I sensed uh, the Holy Spirit saying to me, I'm bringing you into this place of freedom and into this expansive place of revelation. But I long for you to go deeper with me. And uh, that's really what I was left with, this sense of not focusing on my gift, but focusing on him which is how we started today. And I think one of the massive keys to growth is keeping our focus. Keeping our focus on the Lord. Always coming back to Him. Always spending time quietly with Him. Well, it doesn't have to always be quiet. But getting some time with Him. And I do sense that some of you are here, you're really hungry to grow in your gift. And God wants to take you into that expansive place of revelation. Much more than you've ever known before. But you're desiring an upgrade in your gift. And that's a good thing to do. But also the Holy Spirit is saying to you, don't focus on the gift. Focus on me right now. Come to me. Draw near to me. Focus on me. He says the deeper place of revelation will follow. Don't worry about that. It's going to come to you as you focus and go deeper with me. You know, the strength and influence of your prophetic voice is about to get an upgrade. And that's what I really sense the Holy Spirit saying to me. And as I was preparing this, I was like, he's saying it to many. He's saying this to many. But he's actually calling us to a deeper place of intimacy in order to grow. And... I think you need, I need, from time to time to really take note of an upgrade in our relationship with God, rather than focusing all the time on an upgrading gift. It's really, really important. And I think our response to encounters that we have with God is really important too in terms of growth. Because, as I said, we can have encounter after encounter, but if nothing really changes and we don't grow, we're not doing anything with it. And I knew that I have to do something in response to that dream and to that prophetic word, in response to that encounter and the dream that I had. If God says to me, draw close, I want you to take time to have an upgrade in your relationship with me. I know that I'm in a process that I need to do something more about that than I'm doing already. So I'm not actually calling you to do something that I haven't got to do too. And I think it's vital in, in the influence of our voice. We need that, as Andy said this morning, that walking in step with the Holy Spirit. Growing in our relationship with Him. And there has to be follow through has to be follow through from our encounters. There will be things that God has said, you will have encountered God already in some ways today. And there has to be follow through on those. Because we we need to live in the upgrade that those encounters are designed to bring in our lives. We have to begin to draw on the truth that we receive in those times so that it changes our life And I think it's a good question to ask after a day like this. What is it you're saying to me? What have you shown me? How have I encountered you today, Lord? What is it you're saying? And what do you want me to do about it? That's why I wanted you to write something down, because it's what is it and what are you going to do about it that is really, really important. You know, we can have powerful encounters from God. We can know that that impartation from heaven is a real huge, huge part of growing. But we have to allow these encounters to shape our lives and become part of who we are. They can't just be amazing encounters that we talk about. We have to let them shape the very nature of who we are. And that's so important in our growth. And they will shape the message. If you let God shape you and mold you, It becomes part of the message of who you are. It becomes part of the message that you carry on the inside of you for a season or for a lifetime. There'll be a prophetic message that God is forming on the inside of you. And you have to go through a journey with God for that message to emerge. And that's a really exciting thing. And I want to encourage you guys to go for the deeper message that God wants to release through you because it will have such an influence and will change things around you. When you're next caught up in an amazing encounter with God and God's speaking to you, revelation is flowing from every place. And I love that. It's so much fun, isn't it? Remember, there's a process that will follow that in your relationship with God. You know, we need time for the encounters to be earthed in our lives. Yes, I love the encounter and make notes about it. I've got stuff that I need to go back to that I've written about when God has spoken, when something's happened, and I know I need to dig back into those. And, uh, you know, as you dig back, it's amazing, it's exciting, because more encounters will come and more revelation will come. So get excited about it, won't you? When Paul wrote about prophecy, he gave us some really, really wise words for us to follow. He said, pursue love, didn't he? In uh, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1, says, pursue love. Or the NIV says, follow the way of love, which I love that. I love the idea of following the way of love. Earnlessly desire spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy you know that that verse kind of encapsulates two huge keys for growth. One is to pursue love and grow in love and the other is to earnestly desire spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. Put those two things together and you get growth. And I think it's so important that we do pursue love as well as earnestly desiring. I think um, if you go back a chapter into 1 Corinthians 13, it says, it says, doesn't it, you can do amazing things, you can have amazing encounters, this is a paraphrase, you can be the most amazing prophet on the face of the earth, but if you don't have love, then you're a clanging cymbal. Or a squeaking gate, one, one of the, I think it's the message Bible says. And it's really so vital that we have both. Pursue love and earnestly desire. Let love be your guide. Don't get too introspective. If, you're, if you are always at the center of your thinking, then that inhibits growth. We can, as prophetic people, we do get a bit introspective sometimes, don't we? I don't know about you, but I think I do. We get caught up in our feelings, a lot of us. Who's a deep feeler around here? Yeah, I knew there'd be some of you. As me, I'm a massive deep feeler, and it sometimes leads me into a rabbit hole. And uh, I need to get out of that quickly. We get very kind of, whoa, this is, I feel this so deeply. I've got to really press into what I'm feeling. And doesn't anybody else understand what I'm feeling in the situation, or I'm seeing, or I'm hearing? We can become very caught up in whatever's going on. We can go, Uh, into a room sometimes can't we and pick up what's going on in a room you know we can see everything that's going on in people's lives and and we kind of get really intense about it and we need to learn to laugh at ourselves actually how intense we can become and uh, we need to stop that and not get too intense not don't get weird we need to relax and just focus on jesus And bring the message that he is is actually forming on the inside of us back to him and say, is there any more you want to show me, Lord? I don't want to get too intense with this. And actually, being prophetic is. We are. we, We have to thank God for that deep feeling gift. It's amazing. Being sensitive to the Holy Spirit is amazing and it's a gift. Being able to see in the Spirit is a gift and it's amazing. Being able to hear the voice of God either audibly or that still small voice. It's an amazing gift. Value it and prize it, but just don't get too introspective and intense with it. I think love for God and other people is always important. It's a way to grow. Always have your love for God and always keep your love on with other people. Because when we don't keep our love on with God or with other people, we don't grow too much. And we need to be self aware, don't we? We really need to learn to grow in self-awareness as well as growing in gift. How do we relate to people? How does the way we bring a prophetic word, how, what impact does that have on someone? If we get too intense sometimes and like, get well, I've got to give this prophetic word, I've got to do it now. You know, if we get too pushy and too intense, it doesn't help people. We need to be loving and gentle and then we bring this amazing, life-changing prophetic word into someone's life. It's such, such a privilege to be able to do that. Um, Sean Boltz is amazing on this whole idea of relating well to people. He has really gone after teaching and helping people with relating well. He is not a distant prophet who just gets up on a platform and prophesies all this stuff, as good as that can be. He relates well. Paul and I were at a conference in LA in February. We had the privilege to go to a conference that he was leading um, with a, lots of other people that were equally as amazing. Um, and one night, he, he kind of released lots of words of knowledge like he does. And it was so interesting because he was so transparent in the way he did it. And he was so relational. He didn't just release something and kind of, you know, he was watching all the time and then he'd, he'd release something and the person would respond and then he'd, he'd kind of have a dialogue with them. So who's that person? What is, what's the name? And they go, yeah, that's my name. Oh yeah, that's my street name. Oh gosh, that's my mum's name. You know, he's incredibly accurate, isn't he? And it was so wonderful to watch this love coming out of this guy, and they, those people were able to freely receive what he was giving, even when it, you know, he's amazing, because there was one time, wasn't there, where he wasn't actually quite on point. He was reaching out with something. A lady kind of responded to a bit of it, and, and he said, so do you, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he asked them a question, and they said, mm, no, not really. And yet he just, he just kind of carried on and got there in the end, and then released this amazing prophecy, And I was just astounded at that transparency that he was not absolutely 100% accurate every time. And it was amazing to see. And it made me feel, I can go for more. Because it doesn't matter if I get it wrong, which I'll talk about in a minute. But he was amazing. He's so relational. He puts people at ease. And I think it's really good to grow in a gift, but grow in your love. Grow in your relational ability. Because you put people at ease and then they're able to receive so much more. And their hearts are soft. They're not put on guard. Their hearts are open to God and ready to receive all he wants to give them. And that's, that's it's just really exciting. And he, he Sean, after he had um, kind of tried to get there, he goes, I'm sweating like a pig. It never gets any easier, does it? And I thought, Wow. He was transparent. That's absolutely true. Sometimes you feel like it doesn't get any easier. It's hard to take risks, but it's worth it. It's really worth it. But then what he did, <laughs> he then gave a complete mobile phone number. And this lady just near us, wasn't she? She went, ah, that's me, like this. And then it was just exciting to watch. And just he just released this massive prophetic word over, over her. And I thought, if Sean can do that, then I'm going to have a go. He's inspiring like that, isn't he? Because he doesn't make you feel that prophecy is for great big prophets. It's for, for every one of us. And every one of us can grow. So keep growing in love. Let love be the motivation for developing and growing in your gift. Just let it, let it bubble up inside you. There may be things where God wants to help you and Um, just rub some rough corners off you. He always does with us, doesn't he? He loves us that much that he wants to do that. Remember, it's not all about me. My prophetic gift is not all about me. It's about being an inspiration, being a blessing, being a gift into my church, into my workplace, into my family. It's about being a gift to the body of Christ, to encourage and build up the body of Christ. It's not all about me. And I can never really speak about this topic without speaking about character shaping. We need our gift shaped, but we also need our characters shaped, don't we? Because we house the gift. These bodies of ours house this amazing gift. But we can't separate the gift from us. So we need to realize that we're so much involved in this. Um, there's a process going on in every one of us, making us more like, more like Jesus. And when we're moving in the prophetic and growing in the prophetic, he will carry on that process of making us more into the image of Christ, which again is, is amazing. The two go hand in hand. Grow your gift and grow in character. They go together. You know, when when we allow that to happen, our hearts become soft, don't they? And again, our hearts can become a seed bed for amazing words to grow, for amazing miracles to come from, for amazing words of knowledge to come from. As our hearts are sensitive and soft. As we allow God to mold and change us in our character so that the character can grow with the gift. If you get the things out of balance, you know, again, you can be the most gifted person, but if your character's all over the place, it doesn't work, does it? It's like, you know, you can be the most gifted prophet or prophetic person, and somebody wants you and says, Can you turn up at this time and pray with these people, and you don't turn up at the time? That's no good, is it? We need to be trustworthy and reliable as well as being very gifted. They need to go hand in hand. It's like growth in character protects us. It stops us from being overwhelmed with just going after gift, gift, gift all the time. And uh, as I said, sensitivity to the Holy Spirit is a great gift, but we need some wisdom with it sometimes. We need to to learn that when we pick up stuff because we're so sensitive, you know, you can walk in a room and you go, oh, so-and-so's not really doing very well. They've got this issue. I can see this in their life. I can see that in their life. Oh, they've got a real problem with this. And you can sometimes go to your prophetic friend. Have you seen what's going on with so-and-so in the spirit? Can you see it? And that's no good, is it? We actually need to turn it to positive. When we see that someone's struggling we can see an issue in their lives we need to go back to God and say what do you want to say to them to encourage them you know please don't go up to someone and say well I can really see that you're struggling with this at the moment they know they're struggling with that they don't need a prophet to tell them what they need is a word from God to encourage them and to jolt them out of whatever's going on So really always look for the positive. And remember, you're a physical being, you're an emotional being, you're a relational being, as well as being a spiritual being. And if one of those things gets out of balance with the other, there can be problems sometimes, can't there? And there are times in life where we have to admit we face challenges and we can sometimes prefer to bury a problem rather than face it ourselves. We can know that something's a bit out of balance somewhere. You know, if you fall out with someone and you, you don't want to talk to them, you're like, talk to the hand. I don't want to talk to you. I'm sure none of you are ever like that. But it's like, and then we, we get up on a Sunday morning. The Lord says, and then we remember as we're about to give the word that we fell out with that person and we haven't actually sorted it out. Go and sort it out with the person and growing your gift at the same time. You know, it's a bit like ignoring uh, a minor problem on the car, isn't it? And then the very day that you need the car, it doesn't work. And when we ignore things in our lives and we bury things in our lives that we don't want to look at about us, it's like that. When we really need to step up our game, we then get taken out because we just the problem has become too big and we need to deal with it, and it comes to the surface. We can neglect important issues, and if we really neglect them, they can get out of control. So please, please, please realize that a problem in one area of the life of life can actually squeeze the life out of another area. And uh, it's a great thing to do to actually invite the Holy Spirit, as we we've been doing today, to come into every area of life. Just do a spiritual MOT from time to time. This is something I'll challenge you because we haven't got time to do all this this afternoon. When you go home over the next week, just take some time out with the Holy Spirit. Just let him into every area of your life. How are you doing physically? How are you doing emotionally? How are you doing relationally with people? And also, how am I doing spiritually? It's amazing what the Holy Spirit actually brings to light in those times and uh, I mean it happened to me uh, a few weeks ago I was talking with with a friend of mine and she started to ask me some questions about various things that have been going on and I suddenly realized after one question um, that there was something in here that was really affecting me and I, I was I'd buried it I'd pushed it down and as she asked me the question and I answered it I began to cry, because I connected with an issue that wasn't right. Somebody had said some things to me, and I hadn't let them know at the time that it affected me. I'd just gone, oh, okay, push it down. But actually, it had really affected me on the inside. And it was really, it was like, um, like the, the grit in, a, in a, a pearl that makes the pearl. It was like Every time I went out to do something or was asked to do something, this thing would irk, irk me on the inside, and yet I didn't want to look at it. And when this happened, I thought, Oh, Holy Spirit, I'm really going to have to look at this. I'm really going to have to process this with you. And uh, I ended up doing that, and I ended up actually doing it with someone else, and it was really, really powerful. But Wow, did, did God really come and highlight some things in my life that needed to change? and some attitudes that needed to change. And that means that when that happens, you can then grow again. If you're prepared to face the issues and character things that are going on in your life, uh, you you will then grow, and you'll grow much faster because you'll grow in character. You know, when we go through difficult times and, and we do realize that there are things going on in our lives, we need to also remember that there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. If we come to God with whatever's happening in our characters, whatever situation's gone a bit up the creek, if we come, He forgives us. If we draw near to Him with that thing, He forgives us. And that's what I experienced that day the forgiveness and the acceptance of my Father really working in my life. And it began to bring some real freedom. You know, when you go through difficult times, too, you realize that you can't be right 100% of the time, don't you? I'd love to be right 100% of the time, but I just am not. And neither are you. And we, we learn to forgive, don't we? And we learn to forgive ourselves, which is really important. If you can't forgive yourself, that will hinder your growth, too. You need to know how much your Father God loves you, accepts you, forgives you, extends grace to you, fills you with his Holy Spirit. And you need to forgive yourself sometimes for things that have gone wrong. We can forgive the other person in a situation, but then we, don't, we take too long to forgive ourselves sometimes. And that needs to be the first thing that we do. Forgive yourself, get, get peace in your heart about who you are. As I've said so many times already, grow in love and grow in character, and it makes so much space for your gift to grow. So let's look at earnestly desiring the gift as well. What can we do to earnestly desire? What does that actually mean to earnestly desire spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy? That's so interesting that Paul homed in on that because he knew what a powerful gift it is. So let's look at some keys to growth Uh, One of them is practice, 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 and take risks. Andy mentioned about taking risks this morning. Growth always happens when we engage with and take risks. We grow best in every area of life by practicing and taking risks, don't we? That's how children learn, and we should go on learning like that throughout our lives. Don't let pride get in the way where you get to a place in your prophetic gift where you go, right, well... I've been right about 70% of the time, so I've reached a new level, so therefore, I'm doing pretty well. And if you do that, you find that you don't, you stop taking risks, and you plateau. Because you're, what happens is some, a bit of pride grows on the inside of you, so you don't wanna step out and lower your average of getting it right. What happens if I step out and I get it, uh, in a, in a catastrophic way I get it wrong then oh I couldn't say that I've really reached this mark we need to be secure enough to take risks and not be afraid of getting it wrong because as Andy said this morning we celebrate courage we celebrate the courage to have a go you know, there'll always be people around who have a bigger, seemingly have a bigger gift than you Actually, what it is, is they're gifted in a different way to you. And you're unique. So the way you hear God, the way you operate in a prophetic gift, you don't have to be like anybody else. We can um, seek, to, uh, we can aspire to learn from others and kind of learn and grow uh, from them. But we don't have to be like them in every way. We don't have to copy them. And we don't have to give up because we feel like, well, I can never say it like them. Don't let that stop you. So face your fear. Learn to face your fear and move through it and trust Trust God. Get to know him better by moving forward with him. Push out in an area that you're not most comfortable in and you're not used to doing. That's a wonderful way to grow. It might mean that you've got to start to do something differently in your prophetic walk than you're used to doing. In fact, it does mean that. Uh, this morning when I bought a tongue. I wasn't expecting to do that today. And I remember like a couple of, two or three years ago, um, where I stepped out in church at home. I wasn't expecting that morning to bring a tongue. I I didn't sort of do the tongue thing. And uh, suddenly this thing happened on the inside. I was like, oh, I just feel like, I started speaking in tongues really I could feel it. It was just interesting. It was like, wow, I think I need to actually release this. And I began to get a, a sort of an idea about what the interpretation might be. But I'd never actually done moved in a, in a public tongue before, ever before. And I thought, oh, my heart was beating like, Whoa. And uh, I thought, well, okay, I'll have a go and see what happens. Um, on that occasion, I ended up having to bring the interpretation as well, but that was okay, but I love it when someone else does it. But it's like, never say, I don't, I don't do tongues, or I don't do this, or I don't do that. Step out. Push out in some of these areas. You'll just get to know. I mean, I didn't really have an ABC of what it feels like before you give a tongue. I couldn't tell you. It's like you just kind of get that, thing and I had it this morning and I was like oh not sure I want to do it God I'm in a different place and will there be anybody to interpret you know all that kind of stuff that you go through and uh, it's not I don't always feel like a well-oiled machine in that I can't tell you that what exactly what it feels like you just prophetically you You probably understand what I mean, because you're all prophetic people in this room. You just get a sense that you need to do something, don't you? The Holy Spirit just goes, just do it. And you just learn how the Holy Spirit does that in you. And you even have to take risks with that. And sometimes it will um, fly, and sometimes it splats. But it doesn't matter if it splats, because someone else, like Andy, will bail you out. (laughs) I can see him behind that screen there. (laughs) if it all goes horribly wrong. Um, Step out in words of knowledge. Have a go. We need to get beyond the bad back words of knowledge. As good as they are, we need to sharpen in, in our words of knowledge, don't we? And again, don't be like, I could easily say, oh, I've got friends who fly in the word of knowledge. They're amazing in the word of knowledge with the level of accuracy they get. And I could look at that and go, Oh, I don't really get them like that. I'm not gonna have a go. But I kind of settled in my heart recently, I've just got to go for it and I'll grow in it. You know, ask God. You might get a pain in your body or something, and you know, like your left knee or your left shoulder or whatever it is. But don't stop at that. Say, God, who is it? Is it a man or a woman? You know, where do they live or what's their road name or what's their mum's name or you know, so whereabouts are they in the room? And all these kinds of questions, you can actually go back to the Holy Spirit. How do you think Sean Bolt's got where he is? Literally by practice, practice, practice. If you read any of his books, it explains the years of practice. How they used to go places in the bus and um, get photographs out of family and get the bus to prophesy over the picture, the family member, give words of knowledge over the family member. Do that, it's so much fun. Get in a group, bring some photos of your family members um, that other people don't, they don't know the person, or most of the group don't know the person. Lay out the photo on your phone or an actual photograph and ask the group to get words of knowledge for the person in the photograph. It's such fun. We did it with a bunch of people in, in Zambia last year. Um, and they, they'd never done this before and they were coming out with the most amazing words of knowledge. It's such an amazing and fun way to practice because it also, at that moment, you've just got the photograph, you haven't got the person. So you can have three or four goes, can't you, without making it awkward for the person. But the the wonderful thing is too that you write down the words of knowledge and then you as the family member can take those away and you can pray those things for that person or you can actually even give one of those, say, my friend got this for you. It's just, they're exciting, fun ways to practice. And, uh, you know, practice with bringing a public tongue. You might not want to actually do it on a Sunday morning setting to begin with. You might want to try in in a small group. Or in a a group, you know, if you've got a prophetic group that meet together, you might want to just suddenly have a go there. And it doesn't really matter if it doesn't work, does it? Because it's practice and it's fun. And you can celebrate the courage together, that you've stepped out. And uh, I'm on a journey with all these things. I really am. All these things. I've got to push forward on all of them. Go after a corporate word for your church or your workplace or for some organization or club that you belong to or something. Go after a a corporate word. If you're used to and you're happy with... um, personal prophecy challenge yourself and say well I'm going to get a word that I can bring on Sunday morning in front of everybody or I'm going to get a word that I could bring somehow in my workplace it might be that you just get ideas about doing something better in your workplace you don't go to your boss and say thus says the Lord we've got to do this we've got to do that and we've got to do the other you just just ask God for some more corporate kind of things rather than just personal prophecy or the other way around, if you're someone that gets a lot of corporate prophecy or a lot of words of knowledge or something, and you don't really move in a lot of personal prophecy where you're giving words, significant words over people, then um, you know, step out in that. Step out in that, it's, it's great. And, and if you're used to spontaneously prophesying a lot of the time, discipline yourself and prepare a word for somebody You know, your church would be really blessed if you went away and asked God for some kind of strategic word for your leadership. Go away and pray about it for a bit. Go away and prepare something that's got real weight. Once you start to write something down or type something out, you can really see where the weight is on something. And you can really shape it and mold it with the Holy Spirit to to have something of real weight and significance. Go on a journey with it. If you're not used to doing it, just have a go. I used to say that dreams weren't my thing as well. I have friends around my life who dream, have prophetic dreams quite a lot. So I thought, well, over to them. They can do the dreaming. And it's, it's really, really important that we don't put each other in, in boxes like that. That they're the dreamers, they're the people who see angels, they're the strategy people. I mean, yes, we will have prophetic strengths in our lives, and we, it's good to recognize those. But at the same time, it's good not to box each other in. And I was really, really challenged about this dream thing when I was listening to someone teach on it. And he was encouraging us to ask God for dreams and to ask God for visions. And I, was, I thought, in those days, I thought, oh, It just comes. If God wants to give you a dream, it just comes. I don't have to do anything about it. Well, that sometimes it does just happen. But also, we can ask God for prophetic dreams. We can ask God for visions. And I started to do that, and to realise actually that I needed to repent and change the way I was thinking about dreaming, because it wasn't right to say I don't do this. And guess what happened? I started to dream. I'm not someone who has a dream every night, or even every week, but I do know when I have a prophetic dream. It's just different. And we have to take time. My friend, uh, another Andy at home, teaches on this, and we did this last week in our prophetic academy at home. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. We did some dream interpretation, and people were just amazed bringing their dreams and actually unpacking them and hearing what God was saying, bringing a message through a dream. So you may need some help with that. There's some books out there um, that you can read. And if you know somebody who really is moving in dream and dream interpretation, you might just want to go and spend some time with them if you need some help with that. Go and get the help if you can. But you can also get quite a lot of help by reading about it as well. And I've learned that God, God speaks very specifically through dreams. When you're in situations where you know too much about a situation and you think, oh, if I just prophesy into this, I'm just going to bring my opinion. It's really hard to, you know, it, sometimes I've found, I've gone, God, if you want to speak to me, or speak to this group of people in this situation. You will need, Lord, to give me a dream because I don't know how else. It's like if if you have a dream, you can't argue with it in a way. You have to work with the Holy Spirit to get the right interpretation. Because you can put your interpretation on it to make it mean what you want it to mean. So you really have to work with the Holy Spirit to, to draw meaning out of a dream or a vision that you have. And it's really important. Don't just share the dream in fact, sometimes you, you actually, what you're sharing is, the main bulk of it is what you, you sense the Holy Spirit is saying through it. And ask him questions. What does this mean? Go on a journey. It's really exciting. I love that. Another way to grow is to gather and meet with people. Meet with other prophetic people. We all need each other. Working in teams, getting together, even if it's just two or three of you. We need each other. We all prophesy in part, so we actually need one another. We need to be prophesying together. Don't get in isolation. Don't be the isolated, lonely prophet that goes into the desert. You know, it's like we need each other. New Testament prophets need to be in community. And even in the Old Testament, they had the, the kind of uh, communities of prophets, didn't they? But in the New Testament, it's clear there were people who are together. The church is together. It's a community. We need each other. We really do. And you can encourage each other and practice together in a group. You can sharpen each other's gifts. Take a risk. Really good thing to do is when you're giving a prophetic word, have an exercise sometime where you're going to go for the next 5% or the last 5%, a bit more, a bit more, or 10%, ask Holy Spirit. You're beginning to get a word for somebody. Ask God for more. Just say, is there some more you want to show me? Is there some more accuracy, some more truth, something else of significance you want to show me? Don't stop with where you've got to. Go after that extra little bit, and it can mean, mean a lot to someone. I had that a few weeks ago where I was prophesying over somebody, and I started with the word, and as I was prophesying, I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, there's an area of the city where she lives that she needs to start praying over because I want to do something in that area in the city and it's not the nicest bit of the city. And I was like, oh gosh, do I really want to say that? And I felt it, I felt I really needed to say it and the feedback I got from her was, oh my goodness, she said, I have literally been mulling and thinking and praying over that area and that really confirms that I shouldn't give up. And I was like, oh, it's worth it actually, isn't it? Even if you get it wrong, it doesn't matter. But it's really, really good to push into God and, and ask for that bit more detail. Because he's willing to show you. Push in for detail and accuracy. Just You can practice. You could, um, If you have a little group of you... Um, you could ask the children's leader or the youth leader, can we come and prophesy over your youth leaders or your children's workers? Because they need encouragement. They work really, really hard, don't they? Go and do something to bless them. It only needs to be two or three of you. Or if it's a bigger group, you can prophesy over more people. An added bonus here, ask if the youth and or the children can prophesy over you. Recently, we've had some amazing, powerful prophecy times with the children. We had them into our academy, and we got adults to sit on a throne, and like they had about four or five, they did it to me, they had four or five children standing around. They had 20 or 30 seconds to listen to the Holy Spirit and then release a word. Man, I was crying. It was so powerful. So, you know, get relationships going like that where... You can grow and the children can grow. You can grow and the youth can grow. It's just great. I love it. I really, really love doing that. So gather and meet. And, uh, you know, remember, work together because you don't have the whole story. Give each other room. We did that as a team a few weeks ago where we spent quite a long period just encouraging and prophesying over one another and one would give a prophecy and then stand back and give somebody else a space and room and do that don't dominate the room let somebody else in especially the quiet ones you find the quiet ones they usually come out with the most whacking of prophecies get used to challenging and encouraging be an encourager Draw out somebody else's gift, not just yours. How are we doing for time? Oh, we've got to really go fast. Um, be intentional. Prepare for things. Ask God in advance for things that he wants to say in different situations. That's really spiritual, as Andy uh, told us this morning, helped us with this morning. Ask God in advance. What does he want to say at the prayer meeting? What does he want to do in that meeting with your friend? What does he want to do in your workplace? What does, he, what, what, what does he want to say to your neighbor? I'm constantly asking, and I always seem to be having dialogues with hairdressers. I've got this amazing young guy who cuts my hair. I'm always asking, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do with Tom today while I'm sat in the chair? He's a very special guy. God's doing some stuff in his life, but he's not, he's not a Christian yet, but I'm praying for him. Sometimes I don't say an awful lot. I just give him a break some weeks and let him talk. <laughs> but just ask in advance it's just as spiritual as if if it's spontaneous oh just really good activation you can do do some blindfold prophecy with some friends where you blindfold one of you you will stand round and then you turn them round a few times and you stick someone in front of them you're not allowed to touch them or see them but it helps train you to listen to God in different ways and have a bit of fun with it. It's so good. We did that a bit in our academy a few weeks ago and, and it was amazing what people came out with. So have a bit of fun with that sort of thing as well. Don't be afraid of having a go. Set yourself goals. I want you to do that from today. Set yourself a goal or several goals or just one goal if you can just cope with one goal. Out of what the things that I'm throwing at you today, set yourself a goal. We're going to do this, and we're going to do it in the next months. Or I'm going to try this, and I'm going to try it in the next week. Earth what we're talking about and what we're experiencing today. It has to be earthed. Just think about in this room, how many of there are us. You know, all these people... Multiply that by the people around our lives and just think how many people could be blessed in the next week or the next month through our life, through what we're hearing today. Do that. Be accountable with your friend. Just say, look, I want to do this. Can I be accountable to you? Will you encourage me? Will you be my courage buddy? Will you come with me to give this prophecy? Encouragement is vital. Always be prepared to give and to receive feedback from what you do. Be teachable, prepared to learn, be humble. They're all good ways of, of um, learning to, to grow. We need to be accountable for the prophecies that we bring because be, that's how we grow. If we help each other and say, Well, I think you went on a bit too long, or you added a bit of your own opinion. You know, that's growing edge there. We can it, Don't ever criticize someone or judge them when you're bringing feedback. Don't go, well, that was a load of rubbish. Because that crushes all our courage. Just say you did really well. That was really great. You really got that on, right on point. You really encouraged that person. But I did feel you went on a bit too long. You didn't need to say that bit. Just help each other like that, it's, it's, we'll grow, we'll become more precise, we'll become more accurate as we help and hone each other. And don't think that someone's giving you feedback to criticize you, it's not a game of criticism, this is actually to encourage and help you to grow. So always be willing for that. And if your leadership want to give you some feedback, don't be afraid, they wanna help you to grow too. And if it all went horribly wrong, They'll help you the next time. It's, that's the way we learn. We need to have places of loving um, accountability, a cur- encouraging accountability. We need a culture of that prophetically, don't we? Where we know it's not, you know, if somebody says, oh, I'd like to give you some feedback, we don't quake in our boots and think it's all, oh, I got it all wrong, I don't want to go, I don't want to listen to that. Just rejoice because you're going to grow and you're going to learn. It always has to be done with love though, doesn't it? Remember that, we said that at the beginning. As I said too, take time out to, uh, to meet with God and listen to him. I went away um, before a, a, our last trip for a few days and just to pray, to take some time to prepare a bit, but really just to spend time with God. It's so creative. When we stop and take time out prophecy starts to bubble up doesn't it on the inside of us when we're frenetic and we're always busy we we don't hear God so well Jesus took time out didn't he I've been reading Luke's gospel a lot recently and uh, you know it always says doesn't it Jesus took time out to go up the mountain to pray and to dialogue with his father if he needed to do it, every one of us need to take time to do that daily. Or we'll take special extra time if you can from time to time. I'd recommend that. Because I get loads in those times that I can then process for a while. It just sets me up, and I love it. I just love it. I love to be able to walk in the woods and just commune with God. And I pray loudly in tongues, and nobody seems to worry. The birds and the squirrels don't worry. They quite enjoy it. It stokes up our hunger and we get refreshed and ready to go again, don't we? If you can just take an hour out, extra hour out sometimes, because of your busy schedule, you begin to relax on the inside and receive from God. Just as Andy said this morning, we need to go on being filled with the Holy Spirit. We can't prophesy on empty. It doesn't work. We actually slow, get slower and slower and slower and we... Stop, because we need to be filled up. Invest in somebody else as well. That's a great way to grow. Even if you're just investing in a friend and they're investing in you, or you're investing in a new Christian, you're helping them to understand that they can hear from God. You're investing in somebody who's just starting out in the prophetic. Or if you're a bit more along the way and you want to invest in two or three, um, always talk to your leadership about sort of setting up a proper group, because they'll want to, support you in it but it's great to invest in people because you have to up your game if you're investing in somebody else don't you (laughs) you can't we have to be transparent we have to be transparent with one another and if we're if we're not upping our game and upgrading our relationship with God and upgrading our gift we can't really invest into other people But if we start to do it, we're like, I've got to pray before I do this. I've got to hear God before I go. Oh, I want to go with a word for them this week. It helps you to be intentional, doesn't it? Get to know your times and seasons as well. You know, you do have ebbs and flows in the prophetic. You, we have these wonderful flow times, don't we, where we're, wow, the Spirit, we feel the presence of the Spirit, we're motoring, we get revelation every third, second, and, uh, you know, it's like, wow, we're, we're really going fast, and everything's, you know, whenever we speak, it's like power, and, oh, glory, and, ah, oh, it's wonderful. But then the next week, we wake up, and it's like, oh, Oh dear, where are you, God? Hi, are you there? There seems to be a bit of an ebb. And we need to understand the ebbs and flows of life. The ebbs and flows of the tide are really important, aren't they? You get the flow of the tide, but then it pulls back. And the reason why it pulls back is is it's going further up the beach next time. So the ebbs are as important as the flows. There's all this manifestation of the Spirit going on, and everything's wonderful, and then suddenly it all seems to go quiet. In in those times, God is is teaching you to seek Him in a different way, and to hear His voice, to hear the still, small voice, to take time to hear Him in different ways. It isn't that He's left you. It isn't that He doesn't love you. In the ebbs of life, you know, Andy said he gave that, that word, and he didn't feel great. We can still prophesy and bless people in the ebb times. They get really, really blessed. But we actually grow, and God is investing in us. We're growing in character. We're growing in faith. You know, we have to know God by faith sometimes. We don't want always feel it, do we? So it's great to understand your times and your seasons. It's great to understand prophetic words as well. Get them out. Get, get your prophetic words out. Don't leave your prophetic words on your phone in the voicemail and never listen to them in the voice recorder. Put them, get them out, get them written out or printed out so you can read them and pray them because in the ebb time you will need all of that. God has said this about me, so this is going to happen. Use it as a weapon against the enemy when he comes against you. No, but God said, this is who I am. You grow by actually working and cooperating with the prophecy that's being released over your life. Underline the key words and the key phrases and pray them into being over your life. Do it for each other. It's great fun. It's really, really good because when you're, not, you're, when you're on your days when you're not feeling so great and you have a bad hair day and everything seems to go south, you actually need to know God And to know that truth that he's spoken over you and to let that truth become part of you in an amazing way. It's like I was talking earlier about the encounters we have with God. We have to receive the truth that God is giving us through the encounter because it has to be woven into who we are. Not just to be an encounter. We have to live out the truth that God has shown us. So know the times and seasons. Know what God's doing in your life. Let the word of God fill you richly. Prophetic people need scripture. They need the truth of the word of God because our emotions go all over the place. One day we're up there on cloud nine. The next day we're, oh, it's not working very well. I don't want to do this anymore. You know, even last night, in the middle of the night, we got woken up at 3 a.m. by the next door hotel room. Someone banging loudly on it and they, they didn't seem to stop. And I was wide awake, couldn't go back to sleep for a couple of hours. And I was like, God, I've really got to do a seminar tomorrow. I don't want to do it. I don't want to be here. Paul, can you just take me home? You know, it's like, I don't like the middle of the night when it's like that. And then I thought, oh, I better pray in tongues rather than moan. It's like that for every one of us at times, isn't it? It's tough sometimes and we don't like it. But we've got to let the word of God dwell in us richly and become part of who we are. On the days when we don't feel it, we know, but we know, but we know that it's true because we've let it become part of us. So that's really, God wants some of you to really hear that right now. (laughs) Um, Encourage each other. I've said that. Be an inspiration where God has placed you. You know, we can get a bit fed up sometimes because not everything's happening like we think. But you're not going to grow if you get grumpy. Grumpy people don't grow much, do they? If you get dissatisfied with the place where God has placed you, then say, God, I want to be an inspiration. I want to help out here. I want to bring life. I want to be a channel of life and change and salvation and joy, all these wonderful things. I want to bring a prophetic word into someone's life that brings them hope and joy. That's such a word for every one of us. Take that on board. Please don't be grumpy. Encourage your leaders, be an inspiration to them. Connect with them, build with them. Talk with them, not at them. Remind me of that, Andy. Talk with them rather than at them. because they're for you. They want to get to know who you are. They don't just want a disembodied sort of prophetic thing. They want to get hold of who you really are. They want to know that they can trust you. They want to know that you're reliable. They want to know that you're you're with them. Don't stand on the sidelines and criticize. Your prophetic gift will go south if you stand on the sidelines and you criticize from afar. Don't do that, please. That's a no-no. Be an inspiration. Really be an inspiration. And if the context you're in has not worked for the last five years, maybe you need to think about moving on in the right way. Because you need to find somewhere where you can be an inspiration. That is not freedom to leave your church, by the way. Don't say to anybody, Joe said it's okay to leave your church. It's just be an inspiration where God has placed you. You are a gift to the body of Christ. You're not there to advance your own agenda. You are a gift. And just a little sideline here. We don't have self-proclaimed prophets. Prophets are recognized by the body of Christ. They're, re- they're recognized. You can't be a self-proclaimed prof- uh, prophet. Just quickly, because we're getting really to the end now. Grow in your sense of identity, like Andy was talking about this morning. Grow in your sense of identity and stepping out. Because those, that fear that we face, and I face it in all sorts of different situations myself, I could tell you loads of stories where I've had to overcome intimidation, fear of man, and um, just... Those things come knocking at your door, don't they? They just stunt our growth if we give in to fear. And Andy was talking about that this morning and we had ministry this morning about that. So I'm not going to go over that all again. But uh, suffice it to say that um, you need to learn the things that help you. You need to learn, again, revisit the power of an encounter you've got to, to get the truth out of it that will sustain you. Use scripture, as I've said to really get truth into you. I need times where I go away and do that. There are times too when occasionally you get a word from God where you're like, "Ooh, I don't know whether whether I actually want to send this." Because it might not be number 1 hallelujah. Because it's challenging. It needs to be encouraging, but it can be challenging. I remember that happening probably about two years ago. And I remember when I pressed send with this word, I was sweating. But actually, as Andy said this morning, we need to realize whether it's accepted, understood, misunderstood, it's right, it's wrong, whatever, you are a son or a daughter of the living God. That is your identity and it never changes. So you need to nail that. Just deal with that insecurity. And we don't just nail insecurity once and think we've got it nailed. As you go on and you grow, you'll face another level of insecurity. I have to deal with that frequently in lots of different situations. And you need people to encourage you. And you need to recognize the insecurity for what it is. Where there's orphan thinking, let God work on it in your heart. That's a really important thing that we talked about this morning, that Andy talked about this morning. The last thing I want to say as we finish now is um, the gift of tongues is a wonderful gift. Use it. Don't neglect it. It is a gateway into the supernatural realm. If you want to grow in your gift, pray, pray, pray in tongues. Use the gift of tongues as well as the gift of prophecy. They go together. If you want to dream, if you want to have visions, if you want to take stepping stones further and further into the supernatural realm, then start to get that muscle of tongues moving. It's that gift that builds up, builds you up on the inside. So if you pray for two minutes a day, make it five minutes, make it 10 minutes, make it 15 minutes ask God to start giving you dreams, ask God to start showing you things. When we, when we use the gift of tongues, it's like we suddenly realize, oh, this is who I am. When you're going through the down day, you start to exercise the gift of tongues, and you think, oh, God, you're here. This is amazing. This is what you're saying. This is what you're doing. This is the authority I have in Christ. Yes, I'm a son of God, It starts to bubble up on the inside of you and you start to get revelation. So I want to leave you with that, that challenge. If you don't pray in tongues, then get someone to pray for you before you leave today. But start, let that be a goal. Start to use the gift of tongues more and more. God will release different tongues for you. Warring tongues, overcoming tongues. Tongues worship tongues just go on a journey with it read about it read how powerful the gift of tongues is read in scripture about the gift of tongues and then exercise it and when it's hard and you're doing it for two minutes and it feels like two hours just press on a bit and you break through and the plane takes off and you begin to fly and you begin to hear God in a different way it's an amazing key of growth so challenge yourself, every, everybody challenge yourself and begin to ask God for greater revelation and then start to tell each other the dreams you're having and the, what God's showing you. I'm going to have to finish. There's so much that we could say but we can unlock the secret truths and hidden things of heaven through the gift of tongues, you know. Read, I'll tell you what, I can't read it all out to you. Go and read 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verses 9 to 12. That talks about the secret things, the mind of God, how the Spirit reveals things. And when we exercise the gift of tongues, that begins to happen. So we've got to finish now. But I just really want to finish with this. Where's your ear tuned? What are your eyes tuned to look at? Up your game and begin to ask God to see in the spirit what he's doing. Ask God to tune your ear to hear the sounds of heaven. What's heaven saying about you, about your church, about your street, about your workplace? Tune in to the sounds of heaven. Hear what God is saying about all those places. And I just believe that God is saying over each one of you today... I'm opening your eyes to see beyond the natural realm into the spiritual realm. Because that's where God lives and he wants to see, he wants you to see the way he sees things. And to start to see things from God's perspective is a really, really amazing key of growth. So it's been amazing to share some of these things. I didn't think we would run out of time so much, but thanks for listening. And go away. The most important thing you can do now is to go away with these things and practice some of them. Don't just let them stay in your book. Your homework is to go and begin to work your way through doing some of these things and share your stories. Get them out there. Brilliant. Thank you.